0: from them!
1: the Cameron, and you're listening to the M H O G podcast. Dave Belletti. welcome back. All right, we are the M H O G podcast. I'm your host Wayne, and yeah, somebody across from me.
0: I like, I like how, how you you don't know what to do now that I'm not by your side.
1: Yeah, I, it's hard because, like, usually I go and sit next to me. It's You know, and you can say now I got to go and
2: somewhere else on the planet. Room,
1: I'm Adam, and of course everybody's lovable rape guy.
0: Everyone's (laughs) everyone's favorite curmudgeon. Yes,
1: yes.
2: (laughs) Anyway, we've got a very special guest with us today. Do
1: we do Miss Jessica Cameron? Hello.
3: Hi. Thanks for having me on.
1: Oh Are, no. wait, aren't we supposed to well let's 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 do this intro proper. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Our, go. our special
0: guest, actress slash director, Jessica yeah, Cameron. That's right.
3: Some days more than others. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. Oh, you know,
1: you know we got we to have that proper introduction. I'm sorry, I've, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball.
3: That's okay. Next time, I want theme music. I want a band. Well, you brought your own theme music,
0: technically, <laughs>
3: yeah. right? Yeah,
2: I the mean, people you were prepared. That's... So, yeah. <sighs> well, this is this is amazing. Uh, I've I've seen a few of your movies. Awesome. Um, um, I am a huge sci-fi nut, so uh-huh. of course. To be fair, you're Planet a huge spiders, nut. Period yeah well there's that but that, that is so cool i mean how i, I don't even know where to start <laughs> uh,
3: sci-fi fans are a dying breed but i'm glad <laughs> they're strong
2: how uh, uh, now? I, I i i heard that you were you you didn't just start off acting
3: no i did not
2: all right how, how did this all come about
3: um, you know, it was actually by fluke. It was a complete accident. I was working at a day job at the time. I just graduated from college and I got hired on in my field, which was fashion design. And it's what I always sort of figured I, you know, always thought I wanted. Um, and then I started working in the industry and realized, oh, my God, I hate it. It is <laughs> not at all like what they tell me. to Like it's like in school and it's boring and you're basically just a design monkey. It's like the least creative thing ever. Oh, um, wow. And you're working with all these idiots that don't know anything. It's just, it was horrible. Um, and right as I was having like my crisis of, oh my God, because like, keep in mind, I'm Canadian too. So they moved me down into Ohio. I'm for sorry. company, Right? No, I actually loved Ohio. <laughs> uh, but they moved me down into this company. And then I realized there, I was like, oh my gosh, they've moved me here. They, I've taken on all the expense of moving countries. And I hate the job that I'm trained to do. It's oh, just wow. not in me to do it. And what do you do when that happens? Well it's it's a it's a bitch, honestly. You kind it of is. have a panic attack and you're like, What do I do? You know, I can't leave without paying them back. I have to put in my two years and it's kind of a nightmare. And thankfully, um, at the three month review mark, I was very unhappy, obviously. Um, at the three month mark, my immediate boss came to me and she's like we have a problem like oh gosh what and i guess one of her bosses bosses had mentioned that i spoke fast in a meeting in an upstairs meeting that i wasn't allowed to be at um very important meeting kind of thing uh so they decided that i should have to take the some kind of class to fix my speech (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) right is that,
0: well, is that a common part to, of speech classes, like talking slower?
3: Right. Yeah, that's a, that's think
0: a
2: northern think thing, though. I mean, can, Canada, upper upper U.S. It's all we all talk fast. Correct. That's true.
3: And they, I also like. I I always go back. I'm like, well, it's not my fault if you think too slow. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that and that's when they that, licks you, right? it was only a matter of time but thankfully you know it all worked out for the best because i couldn't find it obviously i couldn't find an actual speech class to this day i'm not even sure that speech classes as far as articulation and uh you know actual speed exist so much uh but what i did find was an acting class and my immediate boss was like you know what take the acting class talk slowly around the stupid people and we'll call it a day (laughs) and that's just what i did and thank goodness Thank goodness all this happened because I fell madly in love and I realized that I could get through the days of this horrible job with these horrible people that I majorly, not all, but mostly hated if I could just get to the creative acting class that I loved. So I actually did that for years, years and years and years. I would take these acting classes.
0: I kind of uh regret that this isn't like a live televised show because this could totally be a "This Is Your Life," Jessica Cameron. Yeah, like, we could we could have all the people that you hate, and we're like, oh,
3: by the way, they're right behind the curtain. Here they are. Yeah, they know better than to do that. You couldn't find them anyways because they're like all. Oh, well, there's Most... only eight
0: people in Ohio. I'm sure we can. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm sure we have fans it's in Ohio. So
3: uh, I don't think they'd ever agree to come on to tell you the truth I mean they're very they're all you know they're very bitter and, and such still
1: a bunch of to day,
3: right um, to this day and you know I'm kind of notorious at that company for better or worse I'm like uh, the only person to sort of leave it and I you know I, I left the job and I left the company and I, I kind of never looked back after I took some classes for a couple of years and well, decided that's what I wanted to do.
0: That's kind of awesome. I mean, you, you're notorious at like a fashion design firm. I'm notorious at a Papa John's, but that's not the same.
3: <laughs> really? Dare I ask what you did to get notorious at a Papa John's?
0: Um, I told a large Russian man who was regional manager to go fuck himself and get the fuck out of my store.
3: <laughs> nice. Yeah. And did he like shoot you or something? Was he like? No,
0: he was quite startled. I mean, the guy was like seven feet tall, and I am not that. (laughs) He (laughs) laughed, and then then so did I.
2: (laughs) Permanently. Yeah, they wanted him to go to Brighton Beach, but he didn't go. So I guess hilarious. And
3: you live to tell the tale.
2: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm scrappy.
0: (laughs) 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 No, actually, I run fast. It's
2: (laughs) cardio. But uh, so you were, you were taking the acting classes, and so
3: I, was, I was just taking every acting class I could, and I very quickly realized this is what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, and then I sort of planned my escape.
2: That's really cool. I mean, did, did did someone discover you there, or did you answer a call, or?
3: No, I just sort of started. I took every acting class I could, and it just got to the point where my teachers were like, "You have to start auditioning. There's no more classes for you to take." You know, I right? <laughs> like, Get out of here now. <laughs> we'll take the money, but uh, there's only so much you can do, and I'm, I'm such a huge fan of just learning, so I was kind of focused on learning the craft, and I was like, what do you mean there's no more classes? There has to be classes, and they're like, there are, but they're not here in Ohio or Pennsylvania or all these places you can drive to. Um, just start getting out there, so I just started working, and my goal at first was just to do the, the projects and stuff that I thought was fun. And by fluke, being Ohio in the Midwest, there's a really large independent um, horror scene there. So most of the roles that I was going out for were genre roles, you know, horror, sci-fi, film noir, just by fluke. Cool. Uh, and I just fell in love with the genre, and then I just sort of started planning my leave, trying to get rid of the day job. Nice.
0: What was the day yeah. job at the time? Uh,
3: I was at the. I was a designer. I was a technical designer at a large. Oh, so you
0: you were still there, <laughs> even though you were telling them they were all assholes.
3: Um, I wouldn't tell them, but I'm still happy, happy. I mean, No, I
0: No, I was just confused. I thought when you when you took the acting classes, I thought you were saying you then quit and started. No, I,
3: I, it took me – how many years? It took me like four and a half years to quit because I'm a planner, so it took me like a couple of years of just taking classes and then uh, a couple of years to sort of get my finances. So I wanted to make sure that I was going into without debt and then as a Canadian – I had to get a lawyer and I had to get the right to work in America without being at the company, which was, you know, $5,000 and a lot of paperwork. Um, I had the proper real website, agent, manager, like everything had to sort of be in line in order for me to do that. So that took a couple of years just to sort of accomplish that.
2: Wow, that's a lot of red tape.
3: Yeah, there is so much red tape as a Canadian who's like, I just want to come to America, pay my taxes and be a good citizen. They make it really hard.
1: You can her wow. like the illegals, just swim across the water.
3: Yeah, I was I'm saying, you to say just angry you about like, the process because I am like I feel like it should be it shouldn't be that hard for me. Because I am you want me here. I I want to give you money. I would never dream of not paying my taxes. I am your ideal candidate for citizenship. Why are you making it difficult, people? I mean,
2: candidate U.S. We're connected. We're like <laughs> I mean we're like twins. I mean it shouldn't be that difficult.
3: It shouldn't be, and yet it is That's craziness. Damn. Right, bastard. Well, you should have just told them that your name
0: was Jessica. Like you, yeah. <laughs> you could have put a little squiggle above the eye or something. It was like, a
2: wild
1: town, like Jessica. Yeah. You
3: know. Yeah, except the one thing I can't do is accents. They would have just laughed at me and been like, <laughs> "Look at this white girl. She's trying to sound Spanish."
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're the wrong. Well, just tell them you're you're actually from Spain, and
1: that's why. You're right, and that's right. how we speak.
0: And you just you just had like a, a lot of excellent speech coaches,
3: obviously, right? Yeah. clearly.
2: Yeah, yeah I've, I've I've seen your picture. I mean, you you uh, you look Spanish, sure. I,
3: I totally do, right? Yeah. yeah,
2: completely.
3: Don't mind making clear or anything. That's <laughs> what uh? What part of Canada are you from? I'm from two and a half hours north of Toronto, a really small town called Owen Sound.
2: Wow. Okay.
3: So small, nobody's ever heard of it, which is why I always explain where it is.
2: I've been to Toronto. Which is not, it's nice. I've seen pictures of Toronto.
0: It's lovely. I highly I've, recommend I've it. <laughs> I've, it. I've heard of Toronto.
2: I've done a lot of travel. I'm originally from up in Pennsylvania, so we used to go to Canada just on the weekend. We'd oh, just nice. drive up and just kind of chill out and shop. And yeah, he, had, stuff. he comes from money. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Yeah. He came from money.
3: There. What's that? The drinking age is younger, so you were probably drinking at 19 there.
0: Uh, I, I, he, he lived on a farm at the, 12. Was three. Yeah,
2: I've, you know, we 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 brewed our own where I grew up, so it was probably earlier than that. But it was a good time; I liked it. I used to go up to uh, see the Broadway shows up at Toronto and stuff like that. You
1: know, his, his name is the Rum Guy, and he's on his third liver now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that what happened to that woman that that, that was dismembered? <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to talk.
1: He needed the liver uh, and onions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, were, were you working, like, I, I did see you were on something called Brides of Beverly Hills. I was. What is this? Is this, like, a reality show?
3: It is a reality show. Nice. I mean, but, you know, they're all fake, right? Like, they're well, not... Of
1: course, of well. course. It's all scripts.
3: So, I mean yeah, I actually, this one wasn't scripted, but like it didn't, ex- it wasn't real. If that makes sense. So like they would plan, they'd be like, okay, so this person's coming in and they're going to be getting married to this and, and pull, some dresses, um, <laughs> pull and some dresses, pull some dresses, right. And for the other girls, they wouldn't let them pull some dresses, but because I had fashion background, they'd be like, just pull whatever you want. Um, so sometimes I'd pick like the most horrible thing just to see if I could get them to put it on. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, basically like my real life Barbies.
2: You know, that's it. great.
3: That's, that's basically so what nice. I would do. Uh, um, um, but then, like, the sad thing was, like, at the time, and I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but I will anyways. It's been a couple years, whatever. Um, like, people, fans would be like, we're going to come and see you at the bridal shop. And I was like, I'm not, I wasn't allowed at the time to be like, that does not exist. I'm like, that's not a real place. Like <laughs> it, it was, like, it was rented for the show, but it was at no point open to the public at all. Like
1: You should said yeah, uh, come on by, you know, I'll hook you up.
3: Oh my god, this one poor girl was like, I'm here, why are you not open? And I'm like, contractually, I'm not supposed to say anything. So I just like didn't answer the tweet and I felt like the biggest dick ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is how she's finding out that you ignored. Yeah, she's like, no, I know!
3: Right? No, and but and at the same woman's time, like, and there's like part of me where I'm like, you know what, you, the fact that, cause she traveled too, she tra- traveled from somewhere far to like <sighs> come and see where the show, I know. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> So, parents need to step in, like 16 year old girl, and explain to you the realities that reality shows are fake, Santa Claus is not real, the Easter Bunny does not exist. What? <laughs> Wait, Today what? is only in Canada.
1: You're just like breaking our hearts here with all this, right? this imaginary. So, reality we well, shows well, are full of imaginary people.
3: Right.
0: Okay. First of it, all, felt- first of all, you're, you're a liar, ma'am. I saw Santa Claus outside of Walmart <laughs> just last December, <laughs> and he was there. You. Him. He might be a little, you know, broke, but he is there.
3: <laughs> well, how else
0: is he supposed to buy so many presents? They, they they like
3: <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure he gets a really good rate by the elves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably.
3: They're in the Great White North. What else are they going to do with their time? It's
1: true.
2: That's why there's so many not of them. It's
3: not like there's a lot of jobs up there.
2: Make they more could, elves. They
3: could make snow cones.
0: <laughs> they could, uh, they could write their names. There's a lot of things to do with
1: them. <laughs> make and, baby elves. That's what they do. That's
3: it. I, I believe you're just perpetuating the live. <laughs> that's, that's what I believe. Explain the um, Easter Bunny. Um, it never existed. <laughs>
0: well, Look, maybe, maybe the problem is that you're from Canada, and God hates Canadians, and, and that's, <laughs> that's, why, that's why he doesn't. I, I'm Santa sorry,
3: Christmas. God loves Canada. Why do you think we're never the people that get attacked?
1: This is true. That's
0: that's true. true. That's Canada. I
3: don't, I, I don't I'm know. Moving
1: to Canada. Nope. Why
3: do y'all keep coming down here? No, nope. <laughs> well, because that's where the money is. We just want <laughs> money. That's right, because God loves us. <laughs> no, God God loves Canada, and that's why we're never the subject of any, like, terrorist attack or anything. We're, in fact, so beautiful and so pleasant to be at. That's where all of them hide. Canada well, is a beautiful place.
0: To be fair, so much of Canada is just untamed wilderness that I'm pretty sure the terrorists would be mauled by bears just by entering your <laughs>
3: country. You can say that all you want. All I care about is that it's so safe.
2: <laughs> it, it is safe. safe. You know, Canada is a beautiful country. I, I did a lot of traveling through there, and it's it's really really nice. It's some the best fishing I ever did.
3: And they're so polite there.
2: Well, it depends on where you're at.
3: They are, trust me. the uh, um, car accident in Canada versus the United States, it's like a completely different. Oh yeah,
2: I'll give you that. They're in much Canada, to... it's
3: like you're. It's they're everyone's apologetic and everyone's so sorry, even if they're like the person that got hit and it, they have nothing to be sorry for. You're not, you're not, you're not, not a French object. Canadian, are you? No, God, no. That's oh, oh, the chili comes out. out. I'm just kidding. For those of you who don't know, the French Canadians and, and the rest of Canada sometimes have a disagreement.
2: They, they have so problems with, with each other. Those are the rude people.
3: Well, they are definitely a particular taste. How about we say that?
2: Okay, we'll go with they're that.
3: Particular taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was it. I was living in Canada at the time when they tried to separate years and years and years ago. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. You probably can not remember that being American, and you just. I, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, it's But that. Uh, they really wanted to separate from us, and the irony is that they're financially responsible for the vast majority of the Canadian gross national debt. So I was I was like one of the forty-eight percent who was like, "Let them leave, take their debt with them." <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know but, what?
3: They account because, for like an eighth of. They account for a small amount of land mass, but a, a vast majority of the debt. And I'm like, why are we fighting to keep them here? They yeah, don't want to be here. They <laughs> keep this money. The two
2: people that could pay it off are Alex Trebek and Celine Dion. Yes.
3: Celine Dion doesn't live in Canada, though. She lives in Vegas now.
2: She does live in Vegas, but she's still responsible. But she doesn't claim Canada. Anymore. Her Shania Twain.
3: Shania Twain. I mean, I think she's probably still up in Canada. Whatever happened to her, anyways? She like disappeared. Uh, she she's actually on a tour right
0: now.
2: I thought she was agoraphobic. What? Why
0: would that possibly be true?
2: I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Let's start that rumor.
3: <laughs> <sighs> it on a reality show and he just buys it. Awesome.
0: Oh, uh, well, that's cool. Um, so tell me about Mania, a fucked up lesbian love story.
3: Oh, uh, Mania is my next film. I just finished. Uh, well, I didn't just finish directing it. It's currently in post. I finished it. Uh, we shot it in November and it's just a really fun sort of Thelma and Louise kind of tale about um, a woman who suffers from severe manic and bipolar issues, and accidents happen, causing her lover and her to go on the run. Uh, and unbeknownst to a love her, she keeps up with these crazy antics, and they have to kind of fight for their survival, so to speak. So it's oh, wow. just a fun, crazy, well, it you know, like a very exactly serious like a movie. Lesbian love story. Um, I mean, it is. I guess so. I mean, I never really consider, I don't really take death that seriously. Right. So, right. I mean. So. Um,
0: lesbians don't have serious loves. <laughs>
2: right?
3: <laughs> no, that is serious. That's the only thing. <laughs>
2: no, it's, uh, no, that, that's, that sounds pretty, uh, pretty intense for a, for a, fl- for a flick. I mean, is yeah. it? Really um, fun. Is it going to be? Uh, you said it, it's in post right now. So when do you think it'll be out?
3: Well, we're hoping to do festivals later on this year, and then okay. hopefully distribution early or not early next year, but mid next year.
2: Cool, cool. Yeah, it's my have, sexiest
3: oh, film. That's okay. It's my sexiest film. There's lots of fun, uh, great, hot, like ridiculously sexy naked dream sequences, and nice, kind of obnoxiously hot.
1: Wow. Oh, all right. got to definitely let us know when this is out. Okay, I'm going to pre-order this. Yes. I
3: will, right? I think you could still pre-order, I believe, on the Kill the PA site. I think it's the only – because we did three movies. We did uh, two movies back-to-back while um, – what's it called? We did two movies back-to-back while traveling across America that were narrative features, and then we filmed the whole process for a documentary. And we called the documentary Kill the PA. So we filmed Mania – and then another narrative feature called Desolation. And they're still up on the, the Kill the PA website, I believe, for you to pre-order if you want. Oh, um, cool, and that's cool. going to be the only way for people to get signed copies and signed swag. We're just going to oh. do it through the website. And then once distribution comes, obviously, you'll be able to get it everywhere. But if you want signed stuff, go there.
1: I'm going there. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be there too. That's very, it's very cool.
3: It's really, really fun. And even like the documentary, I mean, if you've ever been curious as to how we make independent films, it's going to be – Kind of, to me it's revolutionary, to me it's the most revolutionary part, um, just because it's going to be the first sort of honest and truthful look at independent filmmaking. We have seen other people make docs on independent filmmaking, right. but as an independent filmmaker, I can tell you that they're not real. Hmm. They're very artificial.
2: So well, I'm, I'm, So they kind of dress it up for better sales instead of shooting totally it the way it's supposed to.
3: Up. It's not accurate. It's not real. It's not based in truth. I set it out from the get-go. I was like, I'm just going to make a really fun, truthful movie. That's all I want to do. Um, So that was kind of my priority. And that was my goal um, is making these narrative features. And then I wanted to film the process to try to help other filmmakers that ask me questions. Basically, how do you do this? I was like, let me just show you. Um, And that's kind of why we did it the way that we did. And it worked out really, really well. But, you know, you're going to see the good, the bad, the ugly in this documentary. Um, Nothing is off the table. We've already had multiple requests to, like, edit certain things to make certain people look different. Um, and for the record, I'm refusing all of it. Sorry. Wow, no that's hate. awesome. Yeah. Well, I don't. That's not how. I, that's not how I roll. I don't believe in it. It goes against my moral fiber to try to manipulate something to to make somebody look. You know, I, I just had this what? conversation, but it's funny because uh, I'm getting people who are like, "Well, I'm afraid that one person in particular isn't going to look very good on the dock," and uh, this person has had their other friends contact us. Uh, to be like, could you edit them so they don't look so bad? And I'm like, that would be as immoral. To make somebody look good is as bad to make them look bad, in my opinion. You know, they are just how they're going to look. They are yeah, are yeah,
2: truth st- in documentary. You, you have to have I, truth in what you do.
3: Exactly. And, you know, we didn't – there wasn't hidden cameras or anything, so it's not like we – Not like we tricked anybody, you know, in the whole process. Everybody who signed up to do these movies knew we were going to be rolling a documentary footage camera all the time.
1: It's like the camera's right there. You see it? It's not right.
2: there. I, like, I mean, we, did
3: have, we had a, one particular person who kept on refusing to work if the documentary camera was going. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to be in it. They were just refusing to. And it got to the point where it was like the final week of shooting and we didn't have a choice. But again, like you have everybody else's reaction to them making these demands and they don't look good. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and at that point, I do have some times where I was like, "Fine, I'll stop the camera," and I kept my cell phone going for audio. Well, that's what
2: happens when we when we do shows, when we do live shows. Um, uh, Adam's always back in the dressing room wanting like green M Ms and like a bowl of olives.
1: Yeah. He's so
2: picky. He Rum, is.
0: Rum's always on the ground because he's such a fucking drunk that he can't. I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: not. He's like,
0: I'm get on stage and I'm I got to <laughs>
2: babysit both of them. You
3: shut up! You shut up! <laughs> You're
2: yeah. a whore! Uh, that's just the pillow, I'm talking Yeah, 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 exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, so as long as you're having fun, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's all that's side. my thought process. I'm like, so long as we're all having fun. Um, But I do think, like, I, I believe that we are in a very interesting day and age when it comes to independent filmmaking. And I do believe that only with honesty and truth and working together. And by working together, I don't, at nowhere do I mean, nor should I accidentally imply, do I mean making people look better than what they are. I just mean by being honest, truthful, and trying to help out people if they want it, we can really sort of take advantage of this new digital age that we're in. You know, so many people are saying that it's the death of independent film because we've got so many being made, and I actually see it as the exact opposite. I think that we are in the very, I think we're in a rebirth. We are in a time and place where it is now finally possible for filmmakers to make their movies and get it distributed to their own specific audience without the help of large-scale corporations, without selling out. We're finally at that day and age where people can have original content that they're making that's not going to be codependent upon pleasing the masses, which I think is super refreshing, and I personally believe it's a huge asset to filmmakers all across the world if they would just embrace it rather than bitch about it.
2: I agree with that because I, I see that I, – I, I think you're right. I think people are tired of the fake facade yeah. and they want they want some realism in their life that isn't scripted realism. Yep. And uh, I, when it comes to independent films uh, and what we do, independent broadcasting and things like that, there is now such a demand for it. Uh, because people are tired of the same stuff, they're tired of of, of the airbrush, they're tired of the the voice, you know, alter, you know, alterations and, and all that other fancy crap. They want something grassroots. They want something now that they can relate to in an everyday situation. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of independent films. Um, and I, I good, I, thank I, you. I think you're. I think what you do is amazing.
3: Thank you. Absolutely. I and you know like we we just need more people that are again we need less bitching less complaining and more here's how this is if this is the problem great rather than talking about what the problem is endlessly let's figure out how to work around it let's figure out how to make a negative into a positive because there are ways to do it but you don't get there when you sit around complaining you Did know, you hear that Adam? make <laughs> action
1: <laughs> you see now he's not saying anything.
3: Uh-oh, did I scare him off? Oh, you no, you did. No, I'm Sorry. Just, sometimes just... I do that. I know I can be a lot... T- I'm, I'm very intense at times.
2: No, you can be... Oh, this this. that's awesome.
3: And I, I never tell people what they want to hear, so sometimes I tell people what they don't want to hear, and that's... I'm just... It's not... Because it's just... I'm not trying one way or the other, you know. As far as I'm concerned, my opinion is this, regardless of what you wanted to hear, you know, or my belief is this, regardless of if you wanted, you know...
2: I think we do that, yeah,
3: too.
1: I,
2: <laughs> I think... I, yeah, we are... Uh, what... We do edit the show, but we don't edit the show. Yeah, we just
1: cut down like the the dead spaces in the show. We everything yeah. else is just us. We don't. Yeah, and
2: you know we we've had we've had people actually, and I, I can think of one in particular that said, "Hey, do you think we could cut this whole thing out and do this?" You know, and it's like His name well, Sure, wrong. we we did that until we had a clip show about eight months later. <laughs> yeah, then we put it in. <laughs>
3: Right? I I just don't, I don't, I don't have time. You know what I mean? Like, I hate that. To me, that's, that's exactly what you, you know, uh, the fact that people have the audacity to ask even yeah. pisses me off quite frankly when i get like that email where somebody is like um oh, i'm afraid of how i'm gonna look fuck you you're gonna look exactly how you think you look yeah you yeah. know what you're afraid that you're gonna look bad because you were a giant bitch you're right maybe you should not be a giant bitch next time
2: there you go exactly and if you um are, it's, yeah.
0: it's kind of a different situation with podcasts though the thing to well, yeah. understand is that like while where when you're filming someone with a camera people it's kind of you, you have to be aware that you're in front of a camera it's kind of hard not to but when you're talking to somebody on a podcast many times they sort of forget because they're not they're yeah. not in a radio studio they're not right. you know they're they're just talking and, and it's very easy to forget and and we encourage that's what that's kind of why podcasting is superior to radio is that you can get something more real out of it, but every once in a while, and and really, we've only cut things out like twice. twice.
1: Yeah, twice, because we did one for Lottie, and we did one for another person who was on uh, American Horror Story. And, uh,
0: oh, did just, we cut something out of that? But
1: yeah. By, I, by the way, I, there's only
0: one person who's been from that show on here, so, so good job. Well,
1: that's okay, that's okay. But you did have to go really far back to find that episode, right, so um but yeah we he had he had emailed me and asked me to cut something out that he had said so i was like He's because he, he was a little drunk when he was on the yeah, show. He was more than a little drunk. He was gone
0: before the show.
3: Well, if you know that somebody's drunk. That's a different story. Right, it? right,
1: right. And he didn't want, he, you know, he didn't want it to risk his reputation with the.
3: I, but I'm still I'm still very much the other way. I don't know if you've seen it, but I actually, Jonathan Weichel of More Horror is a friend of mine, and he had this idea. He's like, he's like nobody ever, everybody does these safe interviews, and, and nobody ever gets, like, the truth. He's like, I would just love to, like, interview people while they're drunk. And I was like that's a great idea. We should do that.
2: Tell him to listen to our show more often. Yeah, yeah, tell him to listen to us cuz
1: we have a lot of drunk people.
3: We've had a oh. lot
2: of people on the show that have been completely and then and it's amazing what they open up to. Yeah, They'll you anything. It just blo- just just pours out and you're like I feel like a priest. And you see that, getting all the confession.
3: More like in tone of uh in terms of a video, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Interview cuz the one that we did as a response to that was video. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we got a video together and just drank like fish
2: that's great. Yeah, That's, I want to be on that show.
3: Oh my god, ridiculous! Yeah. It was. It went on for three and a half hours, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like yelling at each other. Oh, it's it's a, it's ridiculous.
2: Oh, I need to be there.
3: It's just so <laughs> true. we edited it down to like an I'm, hour forty five. i I'm like a
2: freaking Olympian. Well, of course you are. You are
1: again. I repeat, he is the rum guy, and uh, he is on his third liver.
0: See, this was this was a perfect opportunity for a Bruce Jenner uh, joke, and
1: and Wayne just just wasted it. I'm sorry. What what the hell? I, I missed it. He's an Olympian. Okay, I got you. Damn, I did miss that one.
2: So, Miss Jessica, besides everything you're doing, what else are you? I mean, it, it sounds like you have no time for anything else. You're you're, you're acting. You're producing. What you've got something you- coming out.
1: What do you do for, like, a hobby or for fun, besides your films and stuff like that. You
3: but. know what? Hardly anything right now. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and I honestly, I don't even so much. Honestly, that's pretty much, like, I'm either developing, I love movies, so if I have time, I'll just go see a movie.
1: That's cool.
3: I love that. But, I mean, I, I would argue that's still interconnected, right? Because it's not like I'm going with a direct ulterior motive. True. sure. my, like, job. So, um, I, love, I love sewing and designing. So, I make jewelry sometimes when I have time. Uh, so, I actually... Oh, cool. Facebook page called Green Queen Couture where I make horror themed jewelry. Basically I just make stuff I want to (laughs) where <laughs> well, people were like, where can I buy this? And I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to make something I wanted to wear. So that I, I sometimes put them up on that page. And then I've also started cause I, I, I have a bunch of my friends. I'm at that awkward age where I do not have children. I have cats, but a lot of my friends are popping up. <laughs> uh, so Me except,
0: too. Except for the cats. I don't have any cats. I have
1: cats and a child on the way. So there you go. I got both in the bag.
3: Everyone's popping out babies. Um, and I'm one of those people where if I if I'm not really close to you, or to be fair, if you just really need something, bought, I'll buy you a gift. But if I really adore or love you, which there's very few people that fall into that category, but if I do, then I'm gonna do something really special. So I decided I would learn how to make baby booties that are, like, really cute because I didn't like wow. the ones that were available for spying. So I aren't, consider that kind all... of a hobby now because I'm kind of obsessed with it. They're so cute. That's aren't, awesome. all, aren't all babies' booties cute? No. The I've seen. No, just like some babies aren't cute either, so they. Can <laughs> no, that's a
2: misconception, Adam. A lot, there's a lot of ugly babies out there.
3: Oh my God, there's so many ugly babies. It's I absurd. mean,
2: you, some of them have gigantic heads. That's,
0: that's the name yeah. of this episode, by the way. There's so many, so ugly, many babies. ugly
1: babies out there.
3: <laughs> so
2: I, 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 it's like
3: Jason Boy Elf, like, like. Have you ever seen those ones? I'm like, your ears are pointy. That's not right.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't. Well,
1: when maybe you talk maybe, baby, maybe it's Mr. Spock's baby. Conehead babies, you know, the ones that mom put squeezed a little too hard?
2: That's yeah. where the family lies to you when just like, oh, look at the beautiful baby. I was like, it's not. It's hideous. <laughs>
3: right? I it's can't. Like, that I also <laughs> cannot lie under that circumstance. It's oh, just it not. So enough. what
2: the fuck? Sloth. That was his name.
3: I was like, better luck next time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't God. worry. This is one of those situations where you get to try again. Did you try
1: to put it back in because it wasn't done?
2: Yeah, because uh, a lot of them come out like hydrocephalics with these gigantic heads. Really?
3: Yeah. Yeah, really? they do.
2: And they, you're just like, I'm surprised it didn't get stuck upside down because that head was so big. Right. And that's like people.
3: Beep- maybe that's what made it ugly. Uh,
2: that's awesome.
3: Right now, there's, like, new moms listening to this who are like, that chick is a bitch. <laughs> uh, don't hate me for saying the truth. And I'm not saying all babies. There's some really cute babies. Oh, up, there's some beautiful just children.
0: Like, right, don't, don't back off of it. Let's, stay, let's, let's be honest. Jessica Cameron is calling your child ugly.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's going to be a whole generation of large-headed balloon people. They're just going to look like dum-dums.
1: Just, let's just, let's just hope that they fill into their head later.
2: Uh, you know. Why wow, you didn't.
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh, I can't help it.
3: <laughs> so, I mean, I consider, so baby booties are a hobby, although babies are not, like, I'm not particularly, obviously, given my mouth and my language, I'm not really child-friendly.
1: Oh, why the fuck not? It's okay.
3: Right? <laughs> um, probably because of the app word, just throwing it out there. Fun, um,
2: Fun Yeah. <laughs>
3: But then, like, it's funny because kids love me, but it's just because I don't bullshit them and I don't treat them like kids. I'm just like, what's up, yo?
1: And because you like, th- they let you, uh, you let them say fuck all the time.
3: I do. I don't, yeah, I don't touch. That be so, th- that, I, how could I ever do that? That would be so immoral for me to judge them for saying a swear word.
1: It's like, Fred. here's some fucking candy. Now go. <laughs>
3: now shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Get the fuck Look out of my face. Kids are great, especially when you can send them home.
3: Right, I do. I, I'm, an, I'm an aunt, so I love my nieces to death. Uh, my favorite thing to do with my nieces and my godchildren is to take them to the movies and like load them up on everything sugary I can, uh, just as like a social experiment, and then bring them home and leave.
0: <laughs> is that a social experiment or a biological one? I mean, they can easily okay. end up with diabetes. So. <laughs>
3: Not that often. I just think, you know, cause they're like, moths don't let us have this much sugar. We're only allowed to have candy or ice cream. I'm like, you're with your aunt. Have it all.
1: Yeah, here, here's a gallon of soda from the movie theater.
3: Right? Um, but I'm also, I'm pretty hard as an aunt. Like, if you misbehave or if you, like, annoy me, I will take away those privileges. So the last time we went to the movies with my nieces, there was, nobody was allowed to buy anything. And they were crying. They were upset. I was like, no, you were misbehaving today. Sorry. I don't like bratty kids, and if you're bratty, I'm not going to hang out with you.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, four-year-old. Do you? Do you
3: <laughs> They're seven and nine. <laughs>
0: do you? Do you occasionally end the speech with "I never wanted children"?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but every once in a while, like my niece will be like, "This is why you don't have kids." I was like, "Exactly." <laughs> so it's like cool. she knows. She's just that smart. That's cool. Mm-mm. <laughs>
1: well, well that, that says so on your luggage. I mean, <laughs> I have a question about one of your movies.
3: Oh shoot, go for it.
1: I, I need to know where to get the movie Truth or Dare.
3: Oh, Truth or Dare is not available for sale as of yet. Okay, um, it will be short. Like soon, all will be revealed because we're just working out the details right now. But we have the deal. I think we have the deal ready to go. It's just a matter of finalizing the details. We'll look for a fall release.
1: Okay, it's
3: going to be available. Looks like everywhere, but obviously once we lock everything down, we'll tell you exactly where. But we're pretty excited because it's been such the process for us. It was my first time handling distribution and trying to make sure that my lovely torture film, which is like a kid to me, um, because I spent so much time with it. And when you make movies, you know, they really are kind of like a child.
1: You also co-wrote this, right?
3: I did. I co-wrote it. I acted in it. It was like my first foray behind the camera, and I just loved it. That's great. Yeah,
1: I need to know when it when it comes out because I definitely want a copy of it.
3: Oh, it's so fun! Um, but a, it's been a little bit of a trick because everybody's been trying to like get me to sign papers that would give them rights to like cut it up, and I'm like, no, you can't. In America, they're not. I don't want it to be cut. I want it to be the version that I showed at film festivals in all of right. its beautiful torture glory. That's good. Yeah, it's just been a process to try to make
2: well, – uh, How many – I mean, when, when you do the film festivals and stuff, what, is there a specific ones you go to or you try to hit as many as you can? Yes. Or?
3: No, I try to hit the ones that I love and basically like the ones that I, as a horror fan, want to go to. Um, nice. Fantastic Fest in, in Austin. We haven't played yet, but I'm dying to go there. So hopefully they'll like my fucked up lesbian love story um fantasia in london is in my opinion one of the absolute world best film festivals ever i'm i love it so much it's just such an amazing time and the fans are so spectacular um i cannot say enough nice things about it at all it's just a great time for everyone um, Fantas- Fantasia up in Montreal is great. Screen Fest in LA is fantastic. RIP Fest in LA as well. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many great ones where it's just really, really lovely to see.
2: Well, they have, uh, they just started doing, uh, well, I was going to say a couple of years ago, um, well, they didn't just start doing they've been doing it for a long time. Uh, I live in Savannah, Georgia, and, uh, we have a huge, uh, film thing. There's, a, there's, there's as much filming going on here as there is in New Orleans. There's right. There's a lot of film, and, and we have the huge art school, SCAD and everything, but, um they just dedicated uh three days at the film festival to the horror genre specifically oh, really? uh, because they used to be thrown in there with the rest of them but we've, we've had a lot of big you know there, a lot of the producers a lot of the big actors and everybody they come into town and they do the whole thing the, the film festival thing like Sundance type of thing and, uh, but they've dedicated three days now of because there's been such a demand for it uh, and what-
3: Festival? Because I feel like I should contact them and. Contact them. Uh, it's the, it's the Savannah
2: Film Festival. Uh, yeah. Yep, it's, it's like absolutely huge. There,
3: would they be anti-lesbian and Oh
2: heck no! You, you this this town's uh, the uh, San Francisco of the East Coast.
3: Nice. Well, I have to ask. You would be? Sur- I was shocked that there was some that were like with my last one. They're like, no, no, torture bad. I'm like, torture good. No, Come this is
2: <laughs> yeah. This is this is everything goes. I mean this. This area is probably when it comes to the uh, the old South uh, Savannah is probably the most uh, like forward thinking town and it's uh, it's it's really opened up we've got so many movie studios now in Savannah uh, and and processing centers and stuff like uh, if they're making a film in LA they send the film here to the Savannah and they do work on it here and send it back to LA and then to New York and stuff I've got a lot of friends that that work in the industry and and uh that uh that deal with this stuff and uh it, it's well, just you got so
3: my email address so email me the contact info of the festival or the website.
2: Oh. Or something. Yeah, definitely we'll do that. Yeah. And
3: you know, if you're listening, you know, filmmakers pay attention. This is uh and just so cuz so I'm kind of known for doing festivals well. I've only done the the last one with Truth or Dare was really really well received, which is fantastic. Um and it's one of the things that I as a actual actress have found that a lot of people just don't do well. And I think that number one reason why people don't do them well well, it's just because not enough people ask or have the conversations that we're having right now. So if you're ah. a filmmaker, I think that this is crucial, you know, talking to other people and getting their opinions on not only is a film festival good, but why. What is it about it that makes it so good? What makes it special?
2: And, and they, they they treat their guests right. Uh, they pretty much shut the whole downtown for the f- festival. They shut it down. You come in and, and, and people flock from everywhere just to come to this film festival now. Nice. Hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people. It's almost as big as our St. Patrick's Day, which our last St. Patrick's Day we had over nine hundred thousand people in town.
0: Man, I can't tell you the
1: last time I
2: flocked. No, you no. Know, <laughs> that, that's bad. why you're so angry.
1: Uh, you wanna have, have you ever done any of the convention circuits or anything like I that?
3: You, I, I love conventions. I try to do four a year. Um, because four is honestly like it. Here's the thing: so conventions are harder than what you would think if you haven't done one before. Um, just because it's really hard to be on, you know, ten hours a day smiling. Right, right. It really is. I know it's kind of sounds like, oh, what a dick actress. It's <laughs> hard to stand there and smile.
0: First of all, I would know. You, never yell at a woman. What a dick actress. <laughs> <laughs> that seems inappropriate. That was great.
2: By the way.
3: Uh, but you know, it it really is tricky. I, I can't tell you. If you look at like everyone's sometimes on message boards are like, She was really mean. I went up to her at lunch and I asked her to sign something and she asked me to come back later. And it's like you probably asked me like as the tenth person as I'm trying to get a hot dog in my mouth and I haven't eaten all day and I just want this hot dog. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean I honestly am not but sometimes it gets a little bit much so I try to limit it to four just because also you know at the end of the day too when you're making movies as often as I make movies you know there's not a lot of time to go to festivals they sure right. you, know, you gotta prevent- pick and choose uh, yeah, if I pick you and
1: choose. If you get a chance, check out the uh I went this year or last year or whatever the hell it was. I don't <laughs> remember this year. To um The day actually-
0: you found out that you have a child
1: yeah, yeah, that day.
3: That was this uh, year.
0: That was definitely this year.
1: Yeah. We went to uh, Texas Frightmare. I don't know. Oh,
3: I'd love to go to Frightmare. I've heard amazing things.
1: It's the. It was probably one of the best conventions I've ever been to. And you could do your films there, like, because they. they they. Uh, pre- festival, which,
3: yeah. Yeah, it was great. So it was The awesome. reason why we wanted to send them Truth or Dare to screen, but the reason why we didn't, so if anybody from Texas Frightmare is listening, call me or contact me, is because their submission process is like send your DVD to this random ad. Address. And I'm like, I don't know who's getting it. I don't know who's in charge of receiving it. I don't know who's, <laughs> who's monitoring it. Um, and that just makes me, I don't do that. That makes sure. me nervous. I'm really, really, and if you're a filmmaker, I encourage you to be the same. I'm really proactive to make sure my film does not get illegally torrented prior to distribution, or else nobody will make any money on the damn thing. Um, and sending a, a DVD in the mail where I don't know exactly where it's going is that not an sense. idea. And I wrote them to say, could you give me a name so I can address it to somebody? So I have a person who I know. I, I just I just need to know this person is going to be opening the package. They're the ones responsible, and that's all I need. And nobody responded back to me, so he didn't submit it to them.
2: Well, I don't blame you.
1: I tell you what, I, I can uh, get you the guy who runs Texas Frightmare's Email I, it if you'd like
3: it. Yes, please. I would love that. You could just email it to me. Cause okay. again, I love the festival. I would love to be involved. I would love for them to show mania. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I have a great concern with just sending a, oh, yeah. a baby well, that, to.
2: That, that makes sense cause I, I, I'm surprised they had it just kind of wide open like that.
3: Yeah. Well, so, here's the thing. Some do because some different, some of them are not, some filmmakers are not as proactive about it as I am. I'm certainly uh-huh. very, Cautious when it comes to that. You, then know? you should be because, yeah. And I've had, you know, I've had the other side where I've had films of mine that I didn't direct, but that I was starring in that got torrented prior to the release, and I've wow. seen how much it can hurt everybody involved. So I'm just really trying to make sure that that doesn't happen with anything. But I would love to, like I said, have a relationship with them where I knew where where it was going and when.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll uh, get the email address and send it to you. No, no, not a problem. Pretty much. He's a really nice guy. Really, really nice person.
3: Awesome, and I thought you guys were UK based, but then you're not. Are you? No,
2: no. <laughs> we have a UK d- a show, though. Show though. Oh, uh, we have a. It's a subsidiary of us. They have a uh, show that uh, broadcasts through Europe. Yep.
0: Let's not Gosh. give those those English bastards like any credit. Hold on. Nah,
2: look, they recorded
1: one episode. We have image one. And uh, what happened was the uh, the main host, which has also been a host on our show, um, he. Moved and now they don't have internet where he's living, so he he's got to wait till he install Stop
0: internet. making excuses for them. They're lazy. Just he's like, like I mean, they're, they're
1: lazy English people. So what did
0: you? You
3: are sh- my you're my kind of people. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like let's not call a spade a spade. Lazy's lazy. As lazy. um, yeah. <laughs> somebody you know, I shot a movie in England last year. I went back for fright fest for two weeks. I was in I was in England for five weeks last year. They have Wi-Fi all over.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying, Mark. He, I mean, he, I know you're listening to this. He listens every
3: time. My, so. my American phone works as good over there as it does here.
1: <laughs> mm. I,
0: I just want to point out that, like, he's, his internet works for Dude League.
2: Mm-hmm. I know. That's I'm just all saying. I'm saying. Hey, ma'am. It's not. Yeah,
3: I agree with the boys. I think you're outvoted.
2: That's right. Get your act together, Mark.
1: Lazy.
3: Fuck. Potter?
2: Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we call him Harry Potter. He loves that.
3: <laughs> I bet he does. Like, well, I mean, if from England, I feel like it's, you know, on point. I, I actually love England. I love English folk. Uh, that's one of the reasons why. I, I, I love everything about England, except I hate their critics. Their critics are probably the worst critics in the world, because they're just assholes.
1: Yeah, well, you can't trust anybody that fucks their mother, so.
3: Right? I had two two, two of the bad reviews we got for Truth or Dare from England. One of them mentioned dares that did not happen in my movie. And I was like, what movie did you watch? You know, because they get a screener link before. So you don't even know if they watch it or not. But I'm like, you're not talking about my movie. You're talking about something that didn't happen in my movie. And you're taking a problem with it, which is fine, but that that doesn't come anywhere close. In fact, we don't even touch that part of the body ever in this film. That's funny. And then another one of the reviews compared me to Wes Craven trying to make it into, like, an insult. And I'm like, are you fucking insane? How's that an insult? Right? And they tried to, like, they're like, well, you know, she like we just don't get her, and she makes shit like he did in the early 80s. And, you know, maybe one day... Hey, I like the early 80s. Right? Right?
1: I was about to say, and, and now he's extremely famous. His name is Wes Craven, and he's, like, one of the biggest horror movie knows
3: producers I, ever.
0: I think it would be more insulting if he if, if they said that your movies were like him now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, be nice. I'm super excited for Girl in the Photographs, which he's executive producing. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's Dean Cundy is the DP. Nick Simon is the director. And I've heard it's one hell of a fucking script
2: have to check it oh, out. Hope and so. Cal,
3: Cal Cal Penn, the guy who went to go work for Obama, do you remember that actor?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Um right. yeah.
3: <laughs> He still does, which I think is great. I'm all for it. Like you make horror movies as an actor and you're going to go work for, you know, the president. That's awesome.
2: Fucking Kumar. Well, it's Kind of synonymous, isn't it?
3: Right and oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
1: Kumar. You know, he smoked weed forever and then now now I'm going to work for the president.
3: Right. Hey, just <laughs> because you do it in a movie doesn't mean it's real life.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: I do a lot of horrible things in movies that I would never do in real life. Mm. Yeah, so you say.
2: <laughs> I just do a lot of horrible things. I should probably put them in movies. In real life, yeah, that's all
0: right. Oh no, I, 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 my dislike of, of uh, Kumar has nothing to do with his work for the president. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, I, here's the thing. I, I've seen him on TV shows, and he's. Genu- I think he's a genuinely really talented actor.
0: That's the way to go. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, so, uh, am I reading this wrong? Is your nickname the Crusading Canadian Sultana of Splat? Uh, one as many, but yes, I have. Been... <laughs> oh, uh, wow,
2: that is like the
1: longest nickname.
2: That's not a nickname. That's a that's a freaking royal a t- title.
0: Don't, don't take this as like an innuendo, but that's a mouthful. Oh yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you come across a name that long?
3: You know what? I, mean, I, just, I take it all in. I, I'm, you know, waitress when I was in college, so I'm used to answering to "Hey, you, what up?" You know, I just take it all in.
1: Sure. Oh yeah.
3: It doesn't one way or the other, it's all good. I figure so long as you call me something, uh, even if you're saying she's as bad of a filmmaker as Wes Craven, whatever, you know, <laughs> it's fine. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long.
2: I just find I, that absolutely ridiculous if someone said that. <laughs>
3: Oh, right? I'm like, you're an idiot. You, you should,
2: you <laughs> the should only have- people that leave reviews are people that really have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, if you look hey, at Rob, reviews,
0: did you, different- did you know that I occasionally review films? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's also like there's, there was one review where they were supposed to review the movie, and instead of reviewing the movie, they just decided to talk about how I wasn't that pretty. Are you serious? Could you not? How what? people have it wrong? I'm not that pretty. I I'm you know blown up over hype. I'm you know lesser attractive than normal folk, and, and going on. I was like, what did I have to do with the <laughs> Oh, what are you? Maybe maybe
0: he's trying to hit on you by making you feel like you know like he doesn't care. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's a game. I, think
3: under- I just <laughs> it's just ironic because I'm like you realize that very counter to your objective right you were like like, I
0: I used to be Marilyn Monroe at one point so you can suck yourself
3: well it's funny I'm like you know it's it's as you know like I said the film's my baby so if you really want to hurt me insult my movie I mean but actually make it hurtful don't like don't compare me to you know an icon uh, but it's just funny because I'm like, really? That's your movie review? You're just insulting my appearance? Cool. Good to know you watched the movie and can articulate an opinion about it.
0: Well, <laughs> the nice thing about movie reviews in this day and age is that now now we have, as, as an aggregate, Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, you hear about a movie like, uh, what was that, uh, uh, Hot Pursuit with, uh, what's her name, and... So and uh, Reese,
3: Witherspoon.
0: Reese Witherspoon. yeah, and that got like a two percent or whatever it got, and uh, but then that like that's the that's the score that you see, but then when you look deeper, it's like, well, the audience score was like sixty percent. So it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, in, in particular when you're talking about genre films, because I think the problem with with uh, you know, big league, so you know, quote unquote big league, uh, film. Uh, film reviewers is that they all want to be viewed as sort of like the modern day Roger Ebert. They want to be, they want, they want their writing to be an art as well. So they sort of, some of them try to be a little too intelligent. some Some of them try to be a little too clever, but a lot of the times when it comes to movies that aren't say bullshit like the English patient, They don't, they don't view the movie as what it is. They're like, oh, well, this isn't, you know, this isn't Shakespeare, so therefore I hate it. And when you're doing, you know, horror films, it's, it's its own kind of art, but it's not, it's not, um, it's not ever intended to be highfalutin. And so when you have people that are looking to judge films solely as, put it this way, they're always trying to judge films and never judging something as a movie.
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's funny, though, that you mentioned those sites, too, because all those sites are rigged. All of them. And haters and everything rig them endlessly. You have no idea. Even like it's so many sites more so than what you would think. If you look, uh, we have a review from Shock Till You Drop and the review is glowing. Everything in the review verbally is like an amazing, exceptional, quotable review. And then there's a six out of 10 on it. And the reason why there's a six out of 10 on it is because the reviewer was not allowed to give it a number. Somebody from the website, shocked till you drop, put a number on it without ever seeing the movie. God only knows why they felt it was a 6 out of 10. I don't, I couldn't tell you. My questions to the website have gone unreturned. Uh, the guy who wrote the review was not allowed to. He questioned it as well, was told it wasn't any of his concern.
2: I'll tell you how they do that. They roll a 10-sided die. Right. And whatever the number comes up, that's what it is.
3: Exactly. And that's why I think, you know, we live in the day of age of social media and everything. So I think the trick is just figure out, you know, your circle or, or who has similar taste of you and, you know, listen to what they think. That's what matters. It's not if there's haters on, you know, Rotten Tomatoes or IMDB or if there's people that are paid to like it. You know, or if the guy happens to have a big, huge family, you know, and they're all saying, oh, my God, it's the best movie ever. And meanwhile, it's a horrible movie, you know, and make your own opinion. Exactly. And if in doubt, wait till it gets on Netflix or something where you can watch it for free or next to free, you know, and that way you're not out of pocket if you hate it.
2: Right. Cool. Oh. Well, uh, Wayne saw a Texas Bright movie that um, <laughs> he said, man, have you ever seen this movie? I'm like, and he told me what it was. What was it called? Wolf Cop? Did you like it? I did.
3: It's on uh, Netflix. I want to
2: see it. Yeah,
1: I, I, I liked it. Rum didn't like it. I, I really didn't care for it. I, I,
2: and, I, I, and I consider myself a, a uh, very big fan of, of the genre. And that movie just it, – it, what I didn't like about it was the insanely slow beginning It was so... And it wasn't the beginning because the beginning took almost to the middle. (laughs) It was forever. (laughs) I I like how Rom
0: acted out slow with that.
3: I like like more act. I like... My movies have to move. I feel like I'm over character development. I'm over... I'm not over it. There should still be character development, but it shouldn't hold up the action. It shouldn't be... And nothing happened but character development. And usually the character development is like something stupid, too, where it's like... It was very She's like a stereotypical girl and she loves her grandmother and her father died when she was... Five, which has no impact on the story and we're like why did i need to know that
2: right yeah was, this, this this was filmed well don't get me wrong yeah, it was a really good film it, it, and but it was one of those films where the a lot of the beginning in in the character development section of it, it it seemed to be somebody was in the background going oh we need to make this more artistic oh you need to put this here it was like it was blatant placement of certain things like why are we focusing on the trash can? Okay, trash can, trash can, trash can. Okay, here we are. You know, it was that type of,
3: it, Sometimes trash cans can further plot development.
2: <laughs> like, it was just so bizarre. I'm like, okay. And then it seemed like in the middle of the movie, whoever was in charge, they flipped their interest. It was like it, like somebody else took it over, and it was like, oh, okay, it's good. You know, I was like, all right. I,
1: I just didn't care for it. This review is brought to you by the same guy who loves The Vampire Diaries.
3: Shut and up. everything you have to say for the rest of this interview will be called in question. <laughs> <laughs> Love
2: vampire diaries. Welcome I just. To watched our life.
3: You I watched, watched it for three days straight. straight. You have a problem. Thank I, you.
2: I was dedicated to seeing if it got better.
0: <laughs> you were looking up Jordan copies of season five
2: because you couldn't
3: them on Netflix.
2: I, so, no. you,
3: you need a hobby and a life, not a <laughs>
2: I, have, I work too much, and this is all I have.
3: No, no, but you can't. If you work too much, you don't have five days to give to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was. If your boss is listening. You need to make this man do overtime.
2: <laughs> desperately seeking a replacement for my Buffy.
3: And it is not the Vampire Diaries, my dear. It's
2: not, but I was trying.
3: I feel like any self respecting Buffy fan understands that just from the promo art. Let's try. <sighs>
0: I, I think I, I think most of the Buffy fans died like in the eight hundreds. <laughs>
2: because
0: um, it because it ended a long time ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. Really, I got that. Thank you.
3: <laughs> We've been waiting for Josh Whedon.
2: Oh, oh, never happens. For anything, anything to draw my interest because that show to me was one of those it was just it was the right time and it it, it drew me in.
0: If for Rum, it was totally seminal.
2: Literally.
3: I feel like every bad decision in your life, you could just blame on the fact that you don't have Buffy now. I, I think I'm going
2: to.
0: Right?
3: I mean, they can't be any worse than watching five seasons of Vampire Diaries.
1: Thank you. And he watched the other show, the spinoff, too. What was the, all the originals?
3: Wow. You really <laughs> so <much> need <of> help.
1: <laughs> Leave <laughs> me alone. Jessica, you are now my hero.
2: Don't
3: judge me. Right? And he, that guy is not allowed to watch Truth or Dare. My uh, movie is-
1: You cannot watch that movie.
3: No, you can't handle it. It's going to be way too much for you and your your WB taste. <laughs> I'm so
2: I'm I I am so wounded right now. Uh, I mean, I, I could take this from Wayne, I could take this from Adam, but, but not, not, not you, Jessica.
0: Why? Because because you're intimidated by a woman being strong and confident? Is that what you're saying, that women aren't allowed to, to speak up and, and speak their minds? <laughs> but, no, I, I listen
2: to you all the time, Adam. But
3: <laughs> that
0: was good, actually. I'll give no, you that, that one. That was a good one.
3: One of you guys should go over to his house and remove all of his TVs and any device that can play movies. You should be not allowed to ever Oh
0: no 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 we're afraid of his wife. We're not fucking with his teeth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: That's the only thing that she uh, she has in the house that keeps him away from
2: her.
3: <laughs> wow, and he's already on vampire diaries, dark days. <laughs>
2: I have gone through everything I possibly can on Netflix and Amazon right now. <laughs>
1: good shows. Uh,
2: there is no more good shows. I've watched them all.
3: <laughs> but then you rewatch it. Put on Sopranos. Put on Godfather. Oh, I hate Sopranos. I hate out. Put on Godfather. Play Busty for the second time. Did you just hear what you said? You
2: said to watch the, the Sopranos. sopranos. I, don't, I don't like the couple of the actors, I don't watch it.
3: I'm sorry, you don't like The Sopranos, but you'll watch five seasons of. Are you kidding me? Like this is a joke, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: my my, oh. punked. <laughs> no, no, it's the truth.
3: Oh, and your problem with The Sopranos is the actors. Meanwhile, you watched five seasons of Vampire Diaries,
1: right?
2: Because <laughs> well, the are great. It, it so seems so more like logic.
3: Than... Like you just your logic is just not good. Are you? It
2: it, it seems more real life than The Sopranos.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> You to just stop talking. I feel like you know. There's that point where you just keep digging the whole deeper. <laughs> the first right now. I don't know where. Like when you keep digging, you're gonna hit lava.
1: <laughs> this is wonderful.
3: Oh. Uh, uh. so you should just not be allowed to ever watch anything. Chat I'm, 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 WB. I'm crying right now.
2: Don't. Someone, cry, Josh right.
3: Whedon is dying right now. He's like is death. dying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every time Rum watches a diary oh, movie, a little bit of Josh Whedon dies.
3: Right? I, I think it's, like, reasons like this why Sarah Michelle Gellar keeps quitting the business.
0: <laughs> well, I feel, like, I feel like, I'm, uh, like this is the movie Mean Girls, except Rum is the heroin addict with the big tits.
2: <laughs> so true. So true. Oh,
3: shit. Well, and clearly, there's one of us who's more feminine in this whole situation. She may or may not be the one crying about Vampire Diaries right now. <laughs>
2: God damn. <laughs>
3: oh, wow. That
2: was hard. That was hard. Again, I am not a super fan of vampire diaries. I just watched it because there was nothing else to watch and I was looking for a buffy replacement. That's
0: not true at all, but but we should probably move
3: on from there. We should just move on. Somebody save the sinking ship. Save it.
2: Oh
0: man. I hate y'all. I don't know what there is to say after that. Uh, I don't.
3: You might not have any fans left listening. They might have
0: all turned. Well, actually, I think they all know that he was. We've already. Oh done. no! That's that was actually one of our best episodes. Was the episode <laughs> yeah. where we discussed the Vampire
1: Diaries and why Rum watched it. Rum. That's In one of time. my favorites.
2: Because, because that's right. Because of the rum, and I'm I'm lonely.
1: He needed a hug.
2: I did a vampire hug. Wow, Rob, this is
0: two days in a row of of, of celebrities insulting you, huh?
2: I know. I, I I tell you what, if if I was going to, uh,
3: uh,
2: I don't think I should. I even t- I shouldn't even tell us, so yeah, it, yeah, say it. it. Tell you it
3: probably us. shouldn't.
2: This will be good. Come on, it'll it'll pull right. us. I, darkness. I was um, I was driving out of downtown and um, almost in a head-on collision. I was like, oh shit! You know, it was bad, and it wasn't my fault because my car wasn't moving. So already, not my fault. Okay. I get out of the vehicle with a woman, and they're screaming at me. I'm like, I have a red light. I can't go anywhere. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so I get out of the car, and I'm, I'm, I, I recognize who it is, and I'm like, really? I'm, I'm going to have this screaming match with you. And he's like, you know who I am. You know. And he's waving a cane at me. I'm like, because now he walks with a cane. I'll tell you who it is in just a second. Is it Doctor Who? It is not Doctor Who, but he does have a cane. <laughs> Uh, so, so he comes over and he slaps his hand on the hood of my car oh nice so now i'm pissed not like my car was super clean anyway because i needed to get um, i was parked downtown so there was birds shitting everywhere so i was mad as i was i was pretty freaking mad so i i punched his car i punched the top of his hood and dented it so he's like hey, i'm calling the cops and i i laid into him I I freaking roared at this guy like yeah. a crazy man like a like, like a crazy heroin addict. I was laying into this guy like, like roaring at this dude, and and the uh lady in the car with him was hey, his Rob, cousin. Hey,
0: do, do you have the eye of the tiger?
2: I do have the eye of the tiger. I also got the tiger by the tail. If you know what I'm saying,
0: so <laughs> I don't, go on. Yeah.
2: So uh dude comes running over to me. who's like, man, you know who you're yelling at? I said, I know who the fuck I'm yelling at, and I'm screaming at this dude, and he's calling me an ass, and I'm calling him a twat and and, and everything. I'm just calling him anything I could possibly think of. Uh cop showed up, telling the cop what happened. My car was sitting. He pulled out, about freaking nailed me in the front end, and then I, I don't know what the fuck his problem was. He could have just backed up and drove off, but he's screaming at me. Here, And the guy it was Greg Allman. Really, you got in a
0: fight with Greg Olman?
2: Got in a fight with Greg Olman. Well, hey,
0: at least at least Greg Olman didn't have a train.
1: Then he would have killed two people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and his cousin Annie, who owns the guitar sh- one of the guitar shops here in Savannah.
1: Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. Like, well, yeah. That, there goes the chance of having him on
2: our show. Yeah, well, I uh, and I feel I was, like
3: once he found out that he that Rum watched Vampire Diaries, it was not going to happen. That's we really doing uh, yeah.
2: You're oh, uh, pulling his back right now. What's Just like for, for a call back.
0: Man, I, I feel like she hit you even harder than Greg
2: Ullman did. She did. <laughs> she did. She,
3: she,
2: I would like
3: photographic evidence that you really dented his car, too. I,
2: well, I I should. I should because have a
3: I, I just I don't buy it. Something about, I don't know. I just don't picture Vampire dire fans to be strong enough to dent. My God. I feel like in their mind they all are but in real life you no. Know. oh man I didn't
2: say I sparkled in front of his car
3: oh okay alright well that well, that, that,
0: his that, car that, that nails it out right there Rob yeah. you always sparkle to me
3: I'm really curious to hear Gary Oldman's side of the story
0: uh, no no Greg Olman, not Gary Oldman oh,
3: <laughs> that was really Oldman.
0: <laughs> Gary Oldman's a real <laughs> Gary Coleman
3: I
1: <laughs> I hear Gary Coleman's side of story too <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, Gary oh. Coleman would be even better
1: because <laughs> he's dead, and he's, okay. so it was, it was like Gary Coleman, uh, Gary Olman, and Greg Allman all in the same car.
3: <laughs> that would be hilarious. It would be like a clown car, a random. Except,
0: except Gary Coleman's in the car because they're filming Weekend and Bernie's Three,
1: and <laughs> right, and he's like stapled to the other two as they are walking You know,
2: this is the weirdest <laughs> pub crawl ever.
1: <laughs> I've watched that movie. Hell yeah.
2: But anyway, yeah, that that was my run-in with uh Greg Almond, and I I've, I've met him a few times. I did work at his house and everything, but he, he didn't recognize me and at, at this point, I, he was he's getting weird, dude. He's getting old. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, he's getting senile probably.
1: But he shouldn't be driving.
3: I mean, it happens to ha- the best of us.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're senile and you're younger than him. You well. talking to Jessica? No, I'm talking to you. Oh.
3: No, I'm not senile.
1: <laughs> <scene. laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh. Oh.
0: Take well, it away Adam. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All I got left is that, that one story, but I don't know if uh, Miss Cameron wants to. You s- want to s- for that?
1: Round for the the <laughs> the uh, the story about the comedy show we me and Adam went to, or
3: yeah, go for it.
1: All right, okay. Well,
0: so um, on Saturday, I was supposed to go. As people who listen to this podcast know, I was supposed to go to a friend's fortieth birthday party, but. Happy
1: birthday again, by the way.
0: Yeah, hi, Etienne. I don't think he listens, but. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, uh, but we had, um, our friends Matt Robin and Jamie Berlin Huffmaster, uh, fought to get our name on. I mean, th- let me rephrase that. Fought is like a bad word, but. Uh, he pushed they pushed to get
1: our name on a right. show that they were hosting. Uh,
0: for a comedian named Ted Alexandro, who's – he's done – uh, I don't know if he's done Letterman, but I know he's done Jimmy Kimmel. He's done Conan. Yeah. Uh, he's he's had a Comedy Central special. Yeah. He's I mean, he's one of these guys that's, that's definitely making the rounds, but you just – he might not have – well – uh, I know he has a short uh, web series out right now that has some really big names like David Tell and Jim Gaffigan attached to it. It's called Teachers Lounge. You can look it up. It's really funny. Uh, and every, as everyone knows, David Tell is one of my my heroes. So you know, yeah. like I was I was all about it. But um, but he hasn't done like any mainstream TV shows as far as I know, or at least not like uh, he, he was never headed them. You know? He
1: did um, uh, what is it, Inside Amy Schumer?
0: Right, right, he's been on that, but I'm saying he didn't, he's never starred. No. He's never been the star of his own TV show or anything like that. Uh, but anyway, so, he's been touring, and Matt Robin and Jamie Berlin, Huffmaster, I guess we'll just call him Berlin. Berlin, yeah. Uh, they, they, they were doing, uh, co-headlining this, or not co-headlining, but, um, co-producing. Yeah, they,
1: they actually, they actually are the guys who got him to, like that helped him with his tour through this
0: right, or the southern part portion of it right, and uh, so they they co-produced it with the local upright uproar guys who are Paul Oswell. And it's been Hoffman. Benjamin Hoffman, who, who's who been, uh, I think, ben, yeah, Paul Ben's done. Ben, Benjamin has been on at
1: least two, one of our shows. Two of our shows, yeah, yeah. he's done two, yeah.
0: So uh, so since our name was on it, we kind of had to go. And so I, I felt bad, but I was like, eh, you know, I appreciate that it's 40th birthday party.
1: He'll yeah. hmm. turn 40 again. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, in the next life, you know. <laughs> uh. I've, I've heard the old saying, uh, Yodo, you only live twice, right, or, or whatever. <laughs> Yodo. I think I did that wrong. But anyway, so so we go to, uh, well, well first of all, I picked up Wayne, and I said, where is this? And he, he says, uh, it's the Always Lounge on St. Claude. And I was like, huh, that
1: Real sounds good,
0: familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah first first of all, Bad Neighborhood. On the way there, in broad daylight, there was almost a gang shootout.
1: This is great. We're sitting at the light. At the stoplight, and all of a sudden, this dude comes walking across, screaming "motherfucker!" at this other guy on a bicycle. Like, like uh, and
0: he wasn't wearing a shirt, was he? Or was the
1: guy he was yelling at wasn't wearing? One of them wasn't wearing a shirt. Yeah, well,
2: he this, must not like bicycles.
1: But the guy's pulling up his shirt, like, and then of course Adam's like, "Oh great, this guy's gonna pull out a gun." <laughs> and he got on a bike, just laughing at him, pointing uh, and shit. And, the other and he's, he's still it.
0: screaming like, "Yeah, what you gonna do? What you gonna do?" <laughs> the whole I like, time, I was like, "This is New Orleans." Yep. So, so, uh, we get there and I was like, oh, this place was familiar. It's, it's a drag club. Right. Um, but it's a drag club to be fair. It's not, it's not just a drag club. They do. I know for a fact that they do comedy shows there. Cause the last time I was there, that's what I had gone for. I'd never been there before that. And, um, so they do comedy shows and they, it's also like a cabaret bar, presumably like too wong fu style. I don't know. And uh, so we so we go in and we're waiting around and we're you know we said hello to Benjamin Hoffman we you know we said hello to Paul Oswell and we noticed that Matt and Berlin weren't weren't there yet and we we're like all right that's strange so we we found out that they were kind of running late so we took our our, our seats and um and we're sitting there and the way the cabaret is set up is there are. <laughs> two sort of grooves on side of the stage, which are elevated that each have a table and each table has two, two, uh, two chairs. Right. So the one, the set to the right, we're directly facing because of our position. And just so happens that two young ladies decided to uh, sit there and we're kind of talking. And in my peripheral, <laughs> I, I felt like there was something going on. And so I just sort of start staring and uh, one of the young ladies decided it was a good idea to wear a sundress. And uh, she also decided for some reason that uh, she <laughs> should sit spread awesome. eagle. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, like a basketball player getting ready to go play ball.
0: So I'm tapping <laughs> Wayne on the shoulder as he's talking like, hey, Wayne, uh, are you seeing what I'm seeing? He's like, what? I'm like, look, look, look
1: forward. I'm like, good God, What the fuck is going on?
0: Uh, oh, look, there's a young lady's uterus. So, so, there's like 15 minutes as we're in this, um, this drag club with people who, uh, would frankly frequent, a, a, a gay drag club.
1: And most uh, likely hate our show.
0: Yes, probably would never listen to this show. Um. Yeah, because not even they
3: watch Vampire Diary. Yeah, that's
1: right. They all. <laughs> oh
3: my god,
1: really? <laughs> they probably all watch
0: Vampire Diaries. Uh, you're gonna be really disappointed because this story doesn't end with a Vampire diaries. <laughs> but I'll see if I can find a way to make it happen.
3: Thank God! No, let's not. Carry
0: <laughs> so, uh, so we spent about five minutes just talking about this young woman's vagina, because it's just staring at us. Um, and then after a few minutes, I think she got up to get something to drink, and so I started looking at the young lady next to her. And I should say at the at the beginning first of all this this young lady was very striking uh in her face like let me rephrase that she was beautiful. she was, she face was very beautiful her
3: face she no she was she There's was like her face
0: if you just look at her in the eyes, she's gorgeous um unfortunately, she started to move her arms and uh
1: she had my head in a headlock basically
0: yeah she had she 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 appeared to have a small rodent crawling around under her armpits. Uh, and to the point where I was kind of wondering, I was like, my armpits aren't that hairy. Like, how do you... <laughs> how do you get that dress? Like, is on? she, is she bathing in Rogaine? What, what's... Was, was she secretly a Sasquatch who somebody shaved, but they just didn't have time to, to get the armpits? I was, I was really confused. Like, and I'm assuming by their dress and things that happened later that the, that that was on purpose, that this is the type oh, of person yeah. who probably did pour Rogaine on her armpits just to prove a point, or that's a merkin, I don't know.
1: Uh, (laughs) She put a fucking merkin underneath her arm. uh,
0: So the place starts to fill up, and they decide to go ahead with the show, um, because I think they had gotten a call through to Matt Berlin, who were bringing Ted Alexander with him. Right. Uh, So they knew that they were on their way, and so they just said, well, let's just go ahead with the show. And um, so there are two parts to this show, uh, unintentionally, but there's (sighs) – there's pre Matt Robin and post
1: Matt Robin. Robin, yeah.
0: <laughs> so <the> first <laughs> half of the show, these are people. Uh, local uproar do, does. Uh, uh, I think it's a, is it a monthly show there?
1: Uh, no, it, it's every every what is it Saturday? They do it every. Okay, Saturday. so it's
0: every week. Okay, yeah. So they do a weekly show there. So they know what's up. Like they're it's a very um not politically correct show, but it's, it's, it's a very,
1: it's a hipster crowd basically. Right. right.
0: So um. There are jokes, say, for instance, about uh, Caitlyn Jenner and what have you, but it's very Tasteful. Like, like, yes, it's well, it's very positive,
1: right? Matt um, Robin got on stage,
0: right? Well, let me let me just say like, though that everyone was doing well, like the like the the both uh, Paul Oswell and Benjamin Hoffman had great sets. It was very funny. Um, I think there was some other guy we didn't really pay that yeah, much attention. And then Matt Robin and Berlin walked in with Tele, Ted Alexandro. And Matt Robin came to us as the, the last guy was going up and said, and, hey, guys.
1: Hey, I love you. And he gives us a big hug and right. you know, that kind of stuff.
0: Right. And, and by the way, I was real like, when he came to hug me, I was like, oh, God, don't kiss me again.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> he did say it on, on stage that he, he loves us because we kissed him on the mouth.
0: Right, to which I cheered.
3: So, <laughs> hey, whoever so, have to get your fan base, man, I'm not judging. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so he goes up, and um, uh, <laughs> it became very clear. <laughs> very clear, huh? Yeah, that was a that was a Freudian slip. It became very <laughs> clear very quickly that they didn't know what kind of bar this was when they decided Hopefully. to do set. Because, now, first of all, he, Matt Robin likes to start a show by saying, look, I'm very filthy, Uh, and I do things that people consider offensive. If you're about to be offended, I apologize, but fuck you, this is my set. And then he does the set. uh, So like how
3: I live my life, really.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 I don't think you've reached that level yet. So, very quickly into his set, I notice... Um, at least, look, there's, there's a gay guy in overalls to my left. Yeah, there's um, a gay,
1: a male gay couple in the front. There's,
0: there's a girl with a really stupid hipster haircut. Right. Uh, front of us. Uh, and then there's the two, uh, young ladies. You right. Oh, uh, squirrel, squirrel pits and, and, and badge lips. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's, that should be like a superhero team.
0: <laughs> well, so, well, uh, so at one point, Matt Robin yells out, I love my wife. She's gorgeous. Uh, she's so talented, she hates that feminism bullshit, and I instantly see... Squirrel pits and badge lips brings up, like they're, the they're suddenly the, the vibe shifted.
1: And this was like the second joke he said.
0: Right, right. And it's like that across the audience. And now, and now even though I'm laughing at Matt Robin, I'm <laughs> mostly watching the audience to see, you know, <laughs> to see what he's
1: happens. Like, he's like, oh my God, you guys are a hipster crowd, aren't you? And right. it was just like quiet. And then he goes, ooh, you really are.
0: <laughs> right. At one point towards the end of his set, the the young lady with the stupid haircut he looks at her and goes, "Ma'am, I'm so sorry. You haven't left laughed once." And I I couldn't see her face because she was directly in front of us, but I just, distinctly detected a nod. Like, "You're damn right, I didn't."
1: Yeah, but he says, but he goes, "But you're really beautiful." That helps. <laughs>
0: So then Berlin goes on, and his set isn't quite as uh, offensive because he didn't do the, the dead baby joke. No, he didn't. But uh, but he did do a few jokes that didn't... And bear in mind, neither one of these guys are homophobes, but they did both did jokes that included uh, gay people.
1: Yeah, and they should, they said words that shouldn't, you know, like fag and shit like that, so it wasn't like... Right,
0: right. Well, yeah, th- well, that, that joke was specifically pointing out that word. But anyway... Right, right, right. So... <laughs> <laughs> then um so my favorite thing about Berlin was like he actually had like like and, and that's the thing. Like I told them later, I was like, you know how I can tell y'all that y'all both had a good set that be despite the fact that every one of those people but us hated your guts and did not want to laugh once
1: they all did.
0: Yeah, like, like at one point, like I saw Squirrel Pits just, just break character and just laugh into her, her, her hand. And I was like, ah, you gotcha. Um, oh, I should mention that at some point that Matt Robin did go through with his, his, uh, his mention of us. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> he did. thank local uproar, you know, and like in Ted Alexandro for coming out. And I want to thank the Metal Hand of God podcast. Y'all listen to them, right? No, really. And I was laughing hysterically because I was like, "Dude, none of these people would ever listen to our
1: show." And he goes, "Y'all should listen to him because those guys kissed me on my mouth."
0: Oh, right. That's what he brought.
1: Them. That's when he said that.
0: And that's my shit. Yeah.
1: And, and then Adam was the only one to go, "Yeah," and he and he said, "Yep." That's those guys over there. That's why they're cheering.
0: <laughs> so um so when Berlin goes off the stage, this dude, he had a great set. He throws his hands in the air like he's running across the finish line of a decathlon, drops the mic goes, goes bam bitches and walks and walks off. And literally drops the mic, which doesn't actually happen in real life, to which Paul Oswell who was hosting walked up and went, uh I'll- no, uh, thank you. Uh I'll I'll be sure to pick I- I'm doing a horrible English accent, but he's like, uh, yeah, thanks, I'll pick that up.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> these dudes were, they were...
0: Oh, man, and then, was, uh... The
1: Lounge did not know what they were getting into when those two boys got on there.
0: And, uh, can I say that Ted Alexandro had, like, he, he did about an hour, and it, it was an amazing set. Class act, dude. The only reason I was wishing it would end sooner was because I really wanted to tell Matt and Berlin what they had just walked into.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, Ted was great, his set was awesome, and after he was just such a fucking cool dude to talk to and hang out with, man. Really nice guy.
0: And my favorite part was, okay, so, Matt Robin did kiss me again. Yes, he did. <laughs> he waited until someone took a picture. And, uh, but then his wife came up and was like, yeah, I'd do you? Yeah, she and I was said, like, "Thank you," because I'm get, but I'm trying to cut off, cut back on married women.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she I do you? And she looked at me. I do you? And then you. That's when you were telling her that, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this?"
0: <laughs> I didn't care. I was like, "Oh, thank you. I'm, I appreciate like female affection at this point. Like, I'm starting to feel like maybe, maybe the world's trying to tell me I'm gay, and I just don't know." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so but that was an interesting night. That was a great night and it was a a really good show. And
0: then we went home and watched The Vampire Diaries.
1: Yeah. I it's nice you. how you worked that in. We actually didn't watch The Vampire Diaries, but I <laughs> I'm sure Ron sure was watching it. No, nah, I just dropped
3: I'm sure. it right probably off. Probably now. like the fourth time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nah, it's way more than that. Uh <laughs> really? So uh that was an interesting night.
1: Yeah, it was fun. It was really
0: fun. Uh, but seriously, guys, uh while I appreciate the uh, attention, I'd I prefer if women tried to make out with me. Like, I just, you know. Oh,
1: you know, Matt, when Matt gets back from film school, he's going to, like, put a tongue in your mouth.
0: No, well, uh, I, I don't what think I can go say? back to I Orlando. let can't be choosers.
2: Um, <laughs> can't be choosers, exactly right.
0: Um, let's, uh, I, no. <laughs> yeah, let, let, yeah, let's hey, shift it on Adam. I'm That's a good idea. A little, Adam. Adam, Adam, Adam uh, what's, what's uh, wrong with Matt? Matt's a, uh, well, first, we'll to tell you what's right about him. He doesn't watch The Vampire Diaries. This is uh, true. Uh,
2: really? Uh, Guess what? That that horse is dead, and you're still trying to. The,
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, I feel like he's got a little bit of Frankenstein in him. <sighs>
2: it'll come up again, I'm
1: sure.
0: Uh, so all
1: right, well, as long as Nina right
0: Miss Cameron, was that worth sitting around listening?
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, as so long as we're not talking about the the dreaded VD, I'm fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, I, I took some penicillin. We're good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah, good. Well. Uh, we've actually been on for about an hour and 30 now, so, yeah. I think it was time to call it an evening. Uh,
2: well,
3: well thank you guys so very much for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you. you.
2: You've been an amazing guest, yes. uh, despite the hating. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I <laughs> never wanted to, do except for Robin, who is not worthy of my respect. Oh.
1: Oh. Uh, Jessica, before you go, would you promote anything that you want, like your websites and stuff? Just just tell us yeah, where to go.
3: Yeah, oh. am on uh I'm on all the social media, so find me. My Facebook and my Twitter is really fun, but I kind of go crazy on Vine and Periscope. <laughs> so that's oh. your warning.
1: Well, thanks again for coming on the show.
3: My
1: pleasure. Any time you would like to come back and abuse Rum and talk about some more stuff, you are – You know,
2: I'm, I'm a really nice guy, and I just feel so, so, so whipped right now, just beaten, beaten down.
0: Well, you know what, Miss Ms. Cameron, the next time you come on, I, I genuinely like it when women abuse me. So, you know, like <laughs> you, you can turn – I'm sure I can find a show
1: that I like just that you don't like.
3: Just watch the worst shit that's produced.
1: <laughs> Rum's already beat him to it. Uh anyway, I was your host Wayne. Oh, I'm Adam.
2: (laughs) And I'm a very sad rum guy.
1: And that was Miss Jessica Cameron. And remember to keep it it metal!
2: Are you parting with such sweet sounds. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to Mama.
1: Get the fuck out. Okay then. That's it.